Welcome to the second episode of the Hoover City Schools Student Wellbeing Podcast, the Roots and Wings Podcast. My name is Brian Rogers, and I am a licensed professional counselor with Hoover City Schools. And I'm Candace Van Wonderham, the Mental Health and Student Services Specialist with Hoover City Schools. This podcast is meant to be a resource for parents tasked with raising resilient and courageous children in a world with great uncertainty at times. It is simply a monthly conversation focusing on relevant issues facing parents and guardians today. Our time together is comprised of mental health professionals from throughout the Hoover City Schools District. Thank you for joining us for this conversation. We encourage you to tell your friends about us and leave feedback in the comments below. We are pleased to have Hoover City Schools District Interventionist Jennifer McCombs with us today. Jennifer is one of our licensed clinical social workers working with students in the Bumpus Middle School Zone. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining us today. Thank you guys for um, having me to be a part of today's conversation. You know, I don't think that it is an understatement to say that 2020 has been an unprecedented year. Today, we're going to be talking about hope for the holidays and creating new traditions when grief and loss are fresh. If your family has had a loss this year, our hearts go out to you. I hope that some of the tips we share today can be helpful on your journey, especially during this holiday season. You know, yeah, while, while normally this is a season of joy and family traditions, for those that are walking through the journey of grief, it can be a really challenging time. Just as grief affects us all in a unique way, physically, emotionally, spiritually, finding what helps is also a really unique process for each individual. While the stores have holiday decorations going up in what, like September and holiday music fills the radios in, in November, not everyone feels excited about the coming holiday season. Instead, like for some, it's a season that you really dread because it's the first holidays that they will face without a loved one with them. Holidays are steeped in tradition and focus on family togetherness and celebrations. So I think a good place for us to start is two questions. First, what are traditions and rituals? Family rituals and traditions are special things that you do regularly as a family. They help to ground us in the normal. Some family traditions have been in place for many years, but it's also important to involve your children as you develop new traditions. And secondly, why is creating new traditions important? Often when we've experienced a recent loss, we may enter the holiday season believing everything will be the same, assume that everything will be okay, or even skipping long traditions altogether. This can set ourselves up for great disappointment. Traditions and rituals can help provide a certain order and structure that can be comforting during this time. If we can create new traditions or rituals that honor our loved ones, we can feel a sense of control that sometimes feels absent when we are feeling the waves of grief wash over us. So how can we honor the past but create new traditions that allow us a space to remember but also feeling a sense of control since we are doing something on our own terms, even if it makes us emotional. Make sure to include your children in the process of thinking and trying a new tradition. How would they like best to honor a loved one? Our kids often have some of the best ideas and memories and can see new traditions in creative ways. They will also see that you value and affirm their feelings during this difficult time. It allows you to model healthy coping strategies. Here are just a few examples of some new traditions you might wanna try. One of my favorites is finding a beloved recipe and making it part of our annual celebration. There may be a special tray or dish that can be passed down to the family. I know every year we make our grandmother's apple cider cake. Mm. <laughs> uh, a memory tablecloth is another idea. This is a really interesting tradition, and um, I think I, I honestly may start that myself this year. Um, 
basically what you do is you have a special tablecloth and you have fabric markers or Sharpies that are there. And as the guests come in, you ask them to write down a favorite holiday memory that they might have. Um, and it may specifically involve that person who has passed away and have the guest or the family member um, to date their entry and add to it every year. It's a really cool heirloom to have. The next one is one I've heard several families do. Have a special tree with ornaments that remind you of the loved one who's passed away. They could involve a favorite colors, hobbies, or activities they are involved one in. And each year you could add a new ornament to that tree and make it special. Another idea is to find a special candle and light it each day during the season in memory of the person or people close to your family who have died. And you know, oral histories are really important to families. So share stories about the loved one that centers around the holidays. What was something they always enjoyed doing? How about a funny holiday memory that might bring a smile to your face? The next one I saw on a website and thought it was a cool idea. Set out garland and strips of colorful paper and pens. Family and friends can write down special memories or a message. It could be a words of encouragement or lessons that that loved one instilled in them. Decorate the garland with these colorful notes and pull them out throughout the season. Another thing to do is to sit down with your family and just look at all those family pictures that you have. You can look at this as a time of um, celebrating that person's memory. It can bring up a lot of stories that um, some of you might remember that your family has done. And um, it just can spark conversation. So again, we know the key to creating new traditions is giving your family a sense of control over the emotions that come with loss. This allows your family to transform sorrow into joy that the many memories may elicit. The challenge is to find out what is the most meaningful to you and your family. You may try something one year and decide to try something altogether different next year. And you know, that's okay. It is okay. Now I'd like to share a resource originally developed by Bruce Conley. It's called the Holiday Grievers Bill of Rights. And it gives you permission to be where you are during your own personal grief journey. I've shared it with many families over the years, and especially when I worked at the Amelia Center at Children's of Alabama. The Amelia Center is a place of hope for grieving children and teens. I'll share their contact information and website in the episode notes. First, you have the right to say time out anytime you need. Time out allows you to blow off a little steam, step away from the holidays, and have a huddle and start over. You know, one thing I think many people don't feel comfortable with is the ability and the right to tell it like it is. When people ask, how are you? You have the right to tell them how you really feel, not just what they want to know. You know, you also have the right to smile and say you're fine because telling them how you really feel just isn't worth your time at that point. Some people will just never understand anyway. You also have the right to say, bah humbug on certain days. You're not a bad person just because you don't feel like singing Christmas carols all day long. You have the right to do things differently. There's no law that says you must do Christmas the same way you've always done it. You can send 10 cars instead of 100 or none at all. You can open your presents at someone else's house. You can do without a tree. You can have pizza instead of ham or turkey. You can be creative and start new traditions like we shared you have the right to be where you want to be at home or at a relative's, any city or state that you choose. Um, there's no law that says you have to get dressed and um, you can stay in your pajamas if you want to all day. 
And, you know, another difficult one is to that you do have the right to have fun. When you have a day that isn't so bad and you feel like doing something for fun, then do it. You don't have to be afraid that someone else may say if they see you laughing and having a good time. Laughter is every bit as important and healing as tears. You have the right to change direction in midstream. Grief is very unpredictable. You may be all ready to go somewhere or do something, and suddenly you feel overwhelmed. When that happens, it's okay to change your mind. There's plenty of time in life to be predictable. Exercise your right to change whenever you need to change. You have the right to do things at different times. You can go to church at a different time than you have in the past. You can serve a meal at a different time than you might have. Go to bed at a different time. You do not have to be a slave to the clock. You also have the right to rest, peace, and solitude. You don't need to be busy all the time. Take a nap whenever you need one. Take a nap to recharge your body. Take time to pray and to meditate to recharge your spirit. You have the right to do it all different again next year. Just because you change things one year and try something different does not mean you have to do it exactly the same way next year. You have the right to change things how you want to change things. I think one way to sum these up is to be prepared for whatever comes and be flexible and ready to adapt and change plans if needed. Give yourself permission to be however you are and know that that is okay. Grief has a funny way of wanting to express itself when we least expect it. Knowing that gives you some power in a time when you might otherwise feel a little helpless. That is okay. Grief is a normal reaction to the loss of someone important in our lives. Brian, a minute ago you mentioned the Amelia Center, and this is a website um, that has a lot of great resources for kids and parents who are going through loss. And I encourage all the listeners out there to um, visit their website. It's www.childrensal.org forward slash Amelia-Center. There's just, again, a lot of valuable information on this website. I want you all to keep in mind that children and adolescents may experience grief in different ways. And here's some common reactions um, that children or adolescents may have during this time. They may be reluctant to talk about death and become upset when having the discussions. You know, sometimes, too, children may show their grief through anger or other negative behavioral expressions. Children may express feelings of abandonment or worry that they're going to forget about the loved one. Children may also express guilt. Older children, especially, may wonder what they could have done or should have done to prevent the tragedy. In younger children, you might even see regression or, or going back to behaviors that they exhibited when they were younger. And you may have some of these feelings as you cope with your own loss and grief. What are some of the ways that you can also provide support for your kids as you're going through it? Here's a couple suggestions. First, let your kids know it's okay to express their feelings and invite them to talk about their thoughts and emotions when they want to. You know, and help them have opportunities to remember when they want to. Let them know it's okay to feel a variety of ways. Lots of emotions come out when we are grieving. Let them know that the loved one will never be forgotten. They will always be there in their heart and memories. Sometimes a small token, like a smooth glass heart, is a really nice, tangible, and tactile reminder of this. They can keep it with them and rub it when they want to think about the loved one. 
especially in adolescence. Sometimes we have to give them time and space that they might need, but just always remind them that you're there for them anytime they need it. And finally, remember that everyone is unique on their grief journey. There is no right way to grieve. Again, we just want to thank you all for listening to this month's episode. We know that this is a difficult time for you if you're experiencing loss. We hope that some of the ideas, tips, and reminders might be helpful for you and your family during this season. Please see the episode notes for links to the valuable resources that we've mentioned today. Yes, thank you for joining Candace, Jennifer, and I for this episode. We hope that you have a wonderful holiday season and that your new year is filled with hope and healing. Our January episode will be focused on addressing drug and alcohol awareness. It is never too early. We look forward to sharing with you then.